0: Hello everybody, it is Paul Gibson from The Christian Rock 20. It has been so long since I've actually said that because it's been almost a full year since the show decided that it, it needed to end because, well, let's face it, I had a new baby on the way. I didn't even know there was going to be a pandemic. It was it was just a crazy time in life. ton of stuff has happened since then. But I've decided after much procrastination that I needed to be able to put up As many as possible of the interviews that we did on the Christian Rock 20 radio countdown over its 11-year run up for people to be able to get them. And in case you hear something in the background, I'm holding my, right now, 8-month-old son, Zachary. You're killing me, bro. So here's the deal. If you guys enjoy this, well, then please subscribe. I would love for you guys to check out all of them, especially the ones that you missed. Or maybe you just want to revisit some of the ones that you haven't heard yet in at least a year, maybe much, much longer. But we're going to go all the way back to 2008 with some of these. I'm going to try to, I think I've still got all of them and I'm going to try to get them up one by one. But thank you guys for listening. You can still reach out to us on social media. The website is no longer up. But if you want to find us on any of the social media platforms, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, then please reach out. We would love to hear from you. I would love to know what you're up to. And uh, if you have any thoughts about the show, and its 11-year uh, existence, well, then feel free to hit me up, good or bad. I miss you guys. Now, this is one of the last interviews that we did on the show. It is with one of my favorite people to interview, Matt Baird from Spoken. This one originally aired on the weekend of February 27th of 2020, you know, back when things were still somewhat normal. Well, Matt, it's great to have you back on the show. It has been a while, and I'm super excited to talk about the new jam that you guys unleashed upon the world, which is quickly becoming one of my favorites. And I'm just excited to have you back, man. Welcome.
1: That's kind of you, first of all. Thank you very much. And thanks for, uh, thanks for, for being up for doing this interview and being a part of Spoken's history.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And it's funny because I don't want to get too like waxing nostalgic or anything, but Spoken is kind of an odd duck in, in just kind of the music industry in general, because you are kind of like the lone figure to stay with this thing throughout all this. And of course, you're the voice of the band. So, I mean, if anyone was to be the one to stick through this, it should be you. But it's also right. interesting kind of how you have worked getting the records together and, and especially over like the last two or three. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. But I'm, I'm really excited that you guys are still around, still making great music. And it, it's nice to be able to support something that you're like, I'm not just trying to prop something up like this is still good. So I'm all about that, man.
1: I appreciate that, man.
0: Absolutely. Well, the new song uh, we're going to play during the show, it's called The Way Back Home. And now, is this the first thing that is a collaboration between you and Jr.?
1: Yeah, as far as writing goes and actually releasing something, you know, because Jr. has filled in with Spoken off and on for a few years. And I had asked him a while back to be a part of, you know, what's going on with Spoken. And it's just he's an extremely talented. He's very respected when it comes to guitar players and as a human being and it's a fun guy to be around, and everyone knows that. And and he's not in the room, so I can say this: like I got super lucky, is nice. what I did. Like he probably could have picked any band, honestly. And so I'm very thankful that he's in this one.
0: Well, I'm going to put you on the spot then. Why do you think, given that? Uh Giving that knowledge that you have about his talent, why do you think he did pick Spoken?
1: Um, I mean, I could go off of what I think um, or what he has said to me or kind of a mixture of both. And I just I think it's because, one, he has listened to Spoken his whole life. Um, Like, I mean, a lot of years. Like, And he showed me this picture recently of, of him in the front row at this festival we did in Arizona years upon years ago. I think he might have been 13, maybe 14, I don't know. Because I met him right at 15, when he was 15 years old, on the, the Brian Head Welch tour. He has a whole lot of history with it, and I respect him. I respect his playing, I always have. And also his heart for for Jesus, to be honest. Like, I mean, he, he's legit. And so um, I love that. That's why I'm I'm so thankful. But I, I think that, I think he likes the music. I think he has an attachment you know as far as growing up with it i think when you want to make sure someone knows how much you appreciate them being involved i think they recognize that Mm -hmm. and i do and I, i i appreciate him being on this this road
0: I think it's interesting because um, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but uh, at least over the last couple of records, you've been able to have kind of uh, different people, different musicians kind of submit musical ideas, and then you, you write the lyrics and kind of flesh it out from there. And I think one thing that makes that really cool is, despite the fact that I don't think there's ever been a bad era of spoken, I love the diversity that that kind of yields itself to because you end up getting kind of these different styles of writing, different styles of playing. Making it into an album while having the consistency of your voice through as a kind of a through line for yeah. it all, and I think that makes it fun. But totally. With all that being said, dude, when I heard the first like guitar lick of this one of Way Back Home, I was like, "Yep, that's Jr." Yeah, <laughs> and I he love does. It. He
1: has his own distinct way of playing. Like you can hear the influence of you know Brian Head Welch and his playing, and yet there's an element that is. It is his own. It's it's something that he has has kind of created himself. So, yeah, it it is crazy because I think the the vocals are what people are going to recognize like, oh, yeah, that's that's the same band. That's whatever. But when it comes to everything else, I think that's going to be something of where... They, i think it's going to be something where he'll have his own chapter of being recognized as you know this style of player this is his style you know right i think it's been really cool to to just kind of see and experience and i don't know i'm excited to see what happens you know i give him you know grief a lot about you know a bunch of kids on the road jr i mean he's got a birthday this month or whatever but 24 years old you know Um, (laughs) he's
0: closer to your kids age than yours right it's unreal. Yeah, I have
1: eight <laughs> and 13. Both, yeah. You know, both my boys are they're getting older. But yeah. I also right now I have a guy that out playing guitar who's 19 years old and a drummer who's 23. Nice. It's really crazy. They are all just they're hungry for the experience and they're learning. They're soaking it up. And the thing is, it's, they have the talent to be out on the road. And that is one of the things that helps me out a ton because people, they need to hear spoken songs played correct you know, and there's been a lot of great players in the band over the years. And so sometimes that that's a bit of a challenge you know but these guys are showing up and they're prepared and they know the parts and they look like they've been performing with the band for years nice so they're, they're doing a great job
0: sweet deal so at this point this is kind of like a weird tricky like I'm proud of myself for thinking of this in the moment kind of an in- interview question but um, with having three much younger guys in the band what do you feel like you've learned from them because I know they've learned stuff from you but as far as you getting gleaning something from their youth what do you think you might have learned from them through this experience i
1: mean jr has seen everything when it comes to you know bands and the inner workings of bands record labels management booking promoters fans all the stuff he's experienced all of it yeah you know for for 10 years now on the road and so you know, he doesn't take stuff far too seriously, yeah. like to a point of where it stresses him out. yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I continue to kind of just, you know, and I mean, he's severely entertained by all the stories I have over yeah. the years. Like he's <laughs> like, I could sit shotgun and just listen to stories all day or whatever. But with me too, it's like, I see this it, like, okay, cool. He's not stressed out about this. It's not a big deal. He has great ideas. Um, you know, so things that I could be driving and thinking about how to sort out and how to do this work, how does this work, timing on this or whatever. It's cool to have a younger, less uh, stressed out opinion, sure. you know, honestly, because so often I go off of, you know, I, I'm a very believe it when you see it kind of guy, because I've mm-hmm. had to be forced into that even sure. from our first tour ever. So, so many years ago, I know that people can try really hard to make things happen. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. And so I'm like, okay, cool that's great. I'm not going to be in a spot where I'm going to be upset or mad if something doesn't happen because I have learned over the years that a lot of things that people talk about don't come through, you know? Sure. And yeah. also, even if I were to flip it on myself, like there are a lot of things that I plan to do and I plan to make certain priorities, priorities that in the moment. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I don't, I don't make those things that I have, you know, uh, told myself I was going to do. I don't really do them, you know. And so, and I don't, I don't really know how that is. I don't know if it's just an easily distracted thing, or in the moment, I, I forget about what it was that I was trying to figure out. Sure. Yeah. And so, it's been um, it's been cool. All of it has been cool. And the process of just not, not taking things too seriously, getting things done, follow through, is something that I want to. Doing all aspects of my life, I want to follow through with, you know, yes, with my wife, with my children, with doing things I say I'm going to do. I want to do it. Yeah. Same thing when it when it comes to a record. And right now in this situation, I, I hope I have the desire. I'm going to put in the work, whatever, uh, you know, with Jr. and us to release um, the most influential spoken record yet. And right. I think that's kind of hard because you go through each season of life each season of players with guys that come and go and some of them stick around for two years some stick around for eight years yeah um you know and it's just uh i I think i think it just kind of encourages me and inspires me to kind of keep learning keep growing and i think that's when you have these younger guys who come in and they're just they already look like they've been touring for 15 years when it comes to ability and showmanship and everything even with writing ability. So then it's like, okay, cool. I still have a lot to learn and I want to learn from these guys.
0: Very cool, man. I love that. I love that. So now we talked a little bit off mic that you guys are actually at uh, the Radio U headquarters doing some recording today. What all are you guys going to try to get accomplished today? Because it seemed like kind of a long list.
1: Uh, You know, it is a long list and it's a long list of things that needs to get done before we drive two hours to our show tonight. You know, so it's like today the goal is to knock out vocals on two more songs because we've kind of gone back and forth the idea of, you know, releasing more than just the way back home before the record comes out. Okay. Because we're still in the process of, you know, writing and recording the record. So, knock out a couple more songs today with uh, vocals and everything. JR can take everything oh. home at the end of this tour and mix and we'll get it mastered and have it ready to go for whatever another video, another lyric video. Or- or another radio single whatever it ends up being. Yeah. We're also doing another photo shoot today while we're here. We're trying to keep everything in motion and things that we can prepare for and I mean at least look like we have things together you know as we're continuing to figure everything out as we go that's what we're doing that's what we're trying to get figured out if if not not going slow and kind of getting things lost in the in the shuffle
0: sure sure i get that i get that i assume that you were involved in this based on the way this was all tagged but talking about photo shoots jr had posted a picture of you guys like doing kind of a a seat of your pants kind of photo shoot in like a walmart parking lot what was the deal with that
1: unreal um yeah (laughs) we uh we had played in in Mount Vernon, Ohio. And the next day, we were going to be meeting up with Set for the Fall and some other bands up in New England. Mm-hmm. And so we drove through all of Pennsylvania. And so we got to Milford, Pennsylvania. And we're just kind of like, okay, we got to figure out some photos because we're releasing this song at midnight tonight. Right. Currently, we don't have really any photos of JR and myself, you know, just as a new image to post. You sure. know, people want to see new stuff, you know. And yeah. We went to a Walmart. And we got a black sheet. We got some of those like carpentry lights that you just kind of clip up, you know, and we went and we drove around behind this, the Walmart tire and lube area. It was dark, dark, dark outside. It was late. Everything was closed as far as the the shop area. Yeah. We noticed these guys that were looking out across the parking lot into the dark abyss where we were because we needed just a dark space. With no streetlights or whatever, and so there's a privacy fence that joins the back lawn of these houses, Um, and then the parking lot, and then Walmart. And so I go to walk up there, and and I get it. It's a little probably intimidating looking. I'm dressed in all black walking up through a dark parking lot to these older gentlemen working (laughs) at Walmart. (laughs) And I get up there, and I just want to kind of explain to him what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. And uh, the guy is on a walkie-talkie, and he kind of gets behind the door, facing so you can't really see him. I just see yeah. his elbow. Yeah. He's like, "We're closed. We're closed." Yeah. And I tapped on the window, and he turns, and he's like, "We're closed," and like waved his hand at me, like, "Get away, get yeah. away, get away." As he walked away. Anyway, I'm like, "Well, I guess we'll see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> and so. I go walking back to the van, and uh, we've got like that that black sheet draped over the side of the van. Got a guitar case on top of it, along with another toolbox to hold the, the sheet up. Yeah. Getting stuff kind of going around. Um, we've got an extension cord ran out of the van for the lights. Someone pulls up, and so I go walking out there. And the thing was, like, it's kind of hard as I ju- I had just taken my glasses off, right? So my eyes were still kind of like not adjusting right, and um, it was dark, and this lady. He's like, are you guys, you guys have trouble? Do you need do you need help or something? Like yeah. actually and this is taking into consideration this person does not care right. <laughs> um, what we're doing. I'm like I was like, actually we're releasing a new song tonight and we, we just need to snap a few pictures for everything. And you know, we needed a dark spot. She's so like, Well keep in mind you're on public property yeah. and you need to be done and out of here soon. I'm like, okay, I really appreciate it. I was like, Yeah, I tried to tell the guys at you know at the back door. She's like, They're hourly employees. This doesn't apply to them. I'm like, thank you so much. Okay. So she drove off. Yeah. I get back over there, and we're like, okay, let's go, 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 go. We got to go. I mean, this was fast.
0: Right. And
1: uh, the power blows. We blow one of the fuses in the van because of those lights being plugged up. Oh, no. And so I'm just like, oh, okay, here we go, here we go. So we ended up having to use less less lights and use one of the, uh, power sources, uh, behind the seat of the van. Um, and so we're like, okay, go, 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 go. So, It was really fast and it was really cold outside got the pictures and we took off and uh dylan is who's filling in on guitar and he does photography and video or whatever he um started editing the photos and we were able to get it posted on all the social media stuff when the song came out um, which was literally an hour and a half later so
0: (laughs) yeah the the life of a touring band man (laughs)
1: It is It is so crazy. There is absolutely nothing glamorous about
0: it. Nothing. And I'm looking at the photo. The photo came out great, but it is kind of funny to know all that went into it.
1: it is, it's nuts. Because it, it does not it doesn't look like that's what we did. It yeah. doesn't no. uh, you know and so but it is something of where over time and oh you you realize that like some situations um they're they're really awkward. They're really weird. But mm-hmm. it's like okay, did you get what you needed done? Right. Um and and I think that's most situations in life of so many things are just hard nothing seems easy things like you have all these hurdles and things that you have to get over or around or under and um I think that was one of them. Like it was is it was a great story. Obviously, I mean, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. And but we weren't stressed out that night because all that could happen is a police officer show up I'm like, "Hey, what are you what are you guys doing?" Like, actually, we're just kind of taking a couple pictures because we need it and like yeah. who knows where i have gone. So, I was but I was I was waiting on a police officer to pull up. Right. was. I was, yeah. I was yeah. like but it wasn't a big deal and I get it they were trying to make sure that everything was safe. It was fine
0: yeah for no, sure. no
1: big deal at
0: all so for sure man and i get it i get it that's that's pretty funny though <laughs> yeah it was ridiculous oh my goodness that's awesome In the midst of all this touring, you guys are, are obviously playing lots of plugged-in dates and, and doing some uh, dates up uh, kind of in the Northeast over the course of this of this week or so. <laughs> um, but in the midst of all the craziness that happens with Spoken, you also do a good bit of acoustic shows and lead worship and whatnot. Anything new on that or anything coming up?
1: Um, you know, yeah, I'm I'm definitely doing a lot of those. I, I played someone's living room last night because it was a thing of where when we played in Mount Vernon, um, you know, I, it was... Kind of, I was trying to fill dates, you yeah. know, I was going to feel something on the way back home, you know, which, wow, I just said that way back on, um, <laughs> you know. But I'm always looking for opportunities to play. I'm always yeah. looking to because a lot of times I think people, I think they think that there's too much that goes into making something like that happen. Where it's right. like it's literally it's me and my guitar. Like, yeah. And last night that's what it was. There was no PA. We showed up and I even switched the date on him with two days' notice. I had to. I had to. Right. I'm trying to juggle something else, you know, and make something else work with schedule. I said, I, you invite whoever you want, as many or as few as you want. Yeah. And let's just do it. And so I showed up and they, you know, they ordered in pizza, which was awesome. I think there ended up being seven people there other than the three guys that are with me on the road. And it was just a really cool, very intimate. They asked all kinds of questions, told stories, played songs. They're like, I'm so glad you played that song. So cool. I love that song, you know. Yeah. But it was very laid back. It was it was really cool. And we just we hung out there for a couple hours and then, you know, we took off. And so it's one of those things where. If a date can work for someone and I can make it work, I want to do it. I'm still in the writing process of it. It's just hard because I'm in the same situation I was when it came to the Breathe Again record and my first solo record, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the Keeper of My Heart, because, um, of writing for both of them at the same time. I'm kind of in that same spot. Like right now, I've got like six, six songs that could be on another worship record, but also, you know, we're in the middle of the spoken record. Right now I've got, I've really got to focus on getting the spoken record done, but I just, I, I love doing all of it. I love doing the acoustic stuff, whether it be in someone's living room or at a church or at a bar or a coffee shop, whether it be guest worship, short notice. I love it. I love being able to do it. And I think each, each of those moments, like there's something really cool about it. And so someone asked me, uh, which I get asked this all the time, because obviously I'm not I'm not a super young person um but they they say how long are you going to do this how long right. are you going to tour and of course the answer is always like i, I don't know um but i believe that god will let me know yeah. i believe that if i'm trying to be obedient to him and especially when it comes to the music situation he will he will let me know when i'm done yeah. you know it's not it's not up to someone else really yeah um, for sure and if I was basing it off on how hard it is, I would have been done a long, long time ago because <laughs> nothing is easy, you know? Right. Yeah. But, you know, but they said, so what after this? What after this? What after music or after whatever? I'm right. like, I, I don't know. I was like, that's not something I can really like start planning on because I, I believe that if a person has something set up to where they know like, okay, this is what I'm going to do afterwards. This is how it's all going to work. I think it's going to be easier for them to quit what it is they're doing currently, sure, you know? Yeah. And it's hard because i enjoy music i enjoy touring with spoken i enjoy doing acoustic stuff cuz most of the time i get to take my wife and kids with me and so if i love what i'm doing why would i start planning on how to exit yeah, you know yeah. and so i want to do music no matter what i want to be involved with music somehow some way and you know whether that be with spoken or just me as a, a solo acoustic artist um, whether that's me doing worship at a church uh, well, whatever it is i would love for it to be music sure yeah. um but until it gets to a point where it's like okay I gotta figure something out i gotta i gotta figure you know yeah. I, I don't want to stress myself out about what's next am i in a situation to be able to retire absolutely not <laughs> like, i don't know i don't know what I would do yeah right, yeah and so right now I want to do this as long as I possibly can and my wife is super supportive of it like she's like it's, it's what you do it's your job it's what God's got you doing so you need to do it you need to go you need to be on the road you need to tour with spoken and it's it's amazing my wife is a saint and there's no one like her Yeah, and I'm encouraged by her every day like I this morning I told her I was like have I told you today yet of how much I just love your voice <laughs> she's <laughs> like uh, no not today but it's just I, I don't know she's very encouraging and she has A lot going on with you know mentoring and our kids and homeschool and like all this stuff already and so she she's pretty awesome
0: very cool man that's that's fantastic i'm i'm excited for you that you've got that support because it is really difficult to be able to make something like this work without that
1: it's true it is so hard it's just all a juggle everything everything in life is already a juggle um but when you add An ever changing band Mm. schedule into the mix, Mm -hmm. it makes everything really hard to plan on anything. If a person isn't trying to figure that out, or maybe their schedule doesn't change constantly, or whatever, there's no way for them to understand. Right. You know, it's the same way as like when I'm routing a tour and trying to figure out doing a show on a specific date in a specific state, and like, wow, we would love we would love to have you. Um, that date doesn't work for us. Could you do it the next week? Yeah. Like for them, that's so easy to say because sure. it works for their schedule to do it right. the next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But with ours or mine or whatever it is, like it takes completely rerouting a tour. Yeah. And so when you're like, you know, actually we, we can't, I'm really sorry. And, and then they seem kind of bummed out or it's like, no, I mean, we want to do this. We want to do this, but you, you really can't sometimes, and yeah. saying no is really hard, but also yeah. rerouting a whole tour is really hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's funny because I've listened to a bunch of interviews on on podcasts and whatnot, and that's one of the first things that most bands talk about in the early days. They're like, yeah, I wish I would have known how to route a tour properly because we would drive back and forth across the U.S. so many <laughs> times that it made no sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even on on this tour here, like the one that we're on now, um, it's back and forth a lot and it's because of trying to make dates work for people. Right. But yet that that's me saying that to make their date work, whatever. But it's also like, um, I'm not, I'm not about days off. If I'm going right. to be away from my family, I want to be doing something. I want right. to, I want to feel like, yes, Selfishly, I want to feel like I'm being useful, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing something beneficial when it comes to a ministry standpoint. I mean, if God opens a door and like who knows who's going to be there or how they can be encouraged by us being there and doing something, that's cool, too. You know, Mm -hmm. but also like I just it 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 takes driving a band. They have to drive. That's it. Like that's (laughs) what has you have to drive. (laughs) Some of those drives are a whole lot, you know a longer distance than others. Some of those shows turn out to be really good. Some of them show like some of the shows turn out to be just like, "Mm, well, was it better than a day off? I, man, I don't know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but when it's held up against, okay, was it, was it better to play that show um, for maybe not so many people or whatever, um, or sit in a Walmart parking lot staring at your phone or yeah. cars driving by all day? By right. all means, yeah, yeah, any show is a better situation than that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I hear that, and, and it's all about making it count. You know, I think yeah. that that's that's important. So is there anything else that you want people to know about uh, kind of where Spoken's going in the near future, whether it be, uh, you know, anything coming up on the tour or any other details about the record or all the typical fanfare things that come with being in a band that might be on the horizon?
1: Yeah, I, I think one thing, there's always the, hey, we are so grateful that you care that you listen, that you come to shows, that you pray for us, that you give money in situations that require money, whether it be just, man, Hey, I felt like I wanted me to PayPal you guys 20 bucks. Man, that's amazing. When people give us gift cards at shows, we use them all. Like, yeah. And it all helps out so, so very much. But also kind words when people like they come to shows and like they genuinely seem excited to be able to hang out and talk to us. I mean, being able to hang out and talk and share stories, it's it's more important than the show. It's more important than us getting up there and doing things that a person walking down the street would never do when it comes to throwing your head or like screaming your brains out i'm not saying there aren't people that scream their brains out walking down the street because they do yeah but i'm saying like you know when it, you're in a spot where you're just grateful to be able to do what you do but i also think to let people know that's like if you need whether it be to vent about something or you have a, a question or you're just bummed out get on our social media and like literally send us a message like hey man really struggling whatever it is like any advice because i think that People often feel like no one's listening yeah. and I get that. I, I understand that, but we want to listen. Obviously, if it's a, a difficult situation that really us just responding to a message isn't something that could really help. I mean, we'll, we'll help get them in contact with people, you know, whether it be heart support or beneath the skin or whatever it is. Like, yeah, we want people to, to be okay. And if we can help them with those resources, we want to do that. But also they're like, Hey man, I, I know you guys say, you know, God's listening, but I don't, I don't feel like he is. Maybe we can help with that. Cause obviously we all feel at times where it's like, I'm on mute. I feel like I'm on mute. You know, Right. it's not that God's always listening. He's always there and he cares and he knows every detail of your life, of your heart. And he still loves you knowing all that. He still loves you.
0: Very cool, man. I love that. I love that. I always end with this question, which is, despite the fact that you've got a killer scream, you've been in a band for a long time, making some really great music, and through all the iterations has been fantastic. What is the most un-rock-and-roll thing about you?
1: The most un-rock-and-roll thing about me? Um, you know, I find myself playing tag on the playground with my children a lot. Nice. And an example of... We were playing hide and seek at a park near my home in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, I was after my children. I was trying to track them down. And yeah. um, I was hiding behind this tree and I was peeking around the corner. Right then, both my boys took off running, you know, towards base or whatever it was. And I take off full fledged. Sprint, And I don't realize there's a huge knot at the bottom of this tree that sticks up knee high.
0: Oh, no. And
1: I knee first as hard as I could into that tree, which does not give. No. And I went flying superman style onto the ground oh. and i tried to stand up and i'm trying to chase my kids and i'm just like hobbling <laughs> hobbling and to this day this happened 3 years ago to this day if i kneel down like to chat with my kids or to kneel down to foot of the bed just to listen to my wife or to talk to her and there are times when it hurts so so bad because i think there's a bone chip on my kneecap oh. and it does it sometimes on stage when i'll kneel down when people think i'm being rock and roll but i'm also i'm just really out of breath and i gotta breathe right i'll feel it and i'm like oh that yeah. is very unrock and roll and it happened playing hide and seek with my kids
0: <laughs> yes just yes i can i can sympathize my friend that is that is no good <laughs> that's one of the many 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 non-rock and roll things right <laughs> During one of my many short stints of trying to get into shape on some level, I leaned down and picked up like a little like two-and-a-half-pound barbell to move it out of the way at my house. And I did it somehow the exact wrong way, and I totally threw my back out for like three days. Hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, so this funny. is so stupid. <laughs> like, yep. what did you do? I picked up a weight that a child could pick up, but I did it yep. wrong, <laughs> and it hurt. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> the joys of getting older my friend
1: <laughs> i know i know i know i'd like to say having younger guys around all the time keeps me young but i don't know that it does yeah
0: <laughs> right right especially if you reference something that you remember like from high school or college and they look at you like you're talking in a different language that hits yeah. me all the time I'm like what
1: <laughs> so weird it happens to me daily when they will mention stuff i'm like i what is that? And they're like, you've never seen or you've never heard. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm like, cool. <laughs>
0: Nice. Nice. You're reinforcing their coolness, man. That's all it is. I know. I know. I know. They feel cool. I'm like, man, I, what in the world? <laughs> well, cool deal, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for taking some time out of your extremely busy day. It's been fun chatting with you again. And uh, dude, I hope we stay in contact through all of this crazy stuff. And hopefully we'll catch you at a show in Nashville sometime in the near future, man.
1: Sounds great. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Well, I hope that you enjoy getting to revisit that interview with Matt Baird from Spoken. Once again, that aired all the way back in February, near the end of February of 2020, back before everything got nightmarishly crazy in almost every level, and shortly before the Christian Raw 20 came to an end. Check back frequently. We're going to put up more of these, and I will let you know through the Christian Raw 20 social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter when we put those up, but you can always subscribe and then get them straight into your podcast app, and who knows, maybe you'll even hear more from Zachary, my, my eight-month-old who's sitting on my lap We're desperately trying to grab my laptop right now. (laughs) But anyway, if you guys want to check out more, please do. And also, if you want to keep up with what I'm doing now, I host the afternoon show on Revocation Radio in Birmingham, Alabama from 2 to 6 o'clock Central Time. You can get more info at MyRevRadio.com. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. We will catch you all next time uh, for another revisit of an interview from the Christian Rock 20 Radio Countdown. Keep on rocking.
1: The Christian Rock 20 is a production of Monkey Grinder Studios and is written and produced by Paul Gibson.